Available on all podcast platforms. This is the Psychology Cast, the podcast that interviews unique individuals on why they do what they do. Welcome to this podcast. I'm going to be talking to Miriam. Um, I don't know if that's how you pronounce your name. I remember how thinking how best to pronounce uh, Miriam's name, but uh, we're going to talk to a fellow PhD student who's not in the UK, but he's actually in America right now in the, I suppose, in the heat of an election, right? No one knows who's going to be the leader right now. And it's 24 hours. The election was yesterday and they're still counting, I believe, um, and, and they're still trying to find out who's going to be the next uh, president. So welcome, Miriam. Yep. Thanks for having me, Jam. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Yeah, I was going to say in the middle of the election, right? Um, well, election result, isn't it? It's not even an election. Election's over. Um, yep. <laughs> what's it like over there? What's happening at the moment? What's the conversation? Um, it like? is. So this is my first like US election being in the US. And so um, it is an interesting thing because obviously in England, we kind of, we know by basically midnight what's the result. And so, because it's such a big country, it does take so long to get through all the votes. And because of COVID, um, there's a lot of mail-in votes, which which means like it's going to take a long time to kind of count all of those. So it's an interesting time to be because obviously the the president reflects on like my visa situation too and whether or not I'll be able to stay in the country. So um, it's kind of weird being on a visa in a country where I work, but I'm not able to have a vote. Um, and so this was a conversation I was having with some of my friends is like, I, I live and work here, but I don't get a say in what happens. So I really have to rely on what everyone else is is voting for. Um, so yeah, interesting times for sure. <laughs> You've also got your mask on, just in case people are looking at thinking what is going on here. Yeah. Um, but tell us where you yeah. are right now. Um, so I'm currently at Slack. So Slack National Accelerator Laboratory in California. Um, it is COVID time, so I'm I'm in the middle of an experiment actually. Um, that is kind of adding to my PhD. So in brief, um, this experiment is kind of looking at something called warm dense matter. Um, and warm dense matter is in between like a cold solid and an ionized plasma. So ionized plasma is like what the sun is made of. Um, so it's basically a really hot gas where the electrons and ions are floating around like a soup. And so warm dense matter is something that you can find inside planets like our own, so the earth. And so what we're doing is we're using x-rays to probe that matter so we can find out more, more about what happens inside interiors of planets just like our own. And so that's the current experiment that I'm on now. So that's why I've got a mask on because at Slack we do have to wear masks and social distance at work. So I tried to find a quiet place for this. Um, but I think it's, it's kind of cool to have a podcast during a time where I am active and in the lab so you can actually see what it's like nowadays. And I will say having to like work with a mask on has been an adjustment for sure. Um, so it is weird being in the lab and working with, with the mask on because that wouldn't have normally been the case before COVID. Um, but it's, it's exciting. I get, to, I get to do experiments. So I'm quite lucky that um, I am able to go back to the lab and the lab is somewhere that I really love being. Um, for me, that is like my forte. I really love being in the lab. And um, I, ever since I was like a young person, I've always enjoyed hands-on work and, and basically trying to discover more things about our universe. Um, so yeah, this is super fun. <laughs> you know, um, thank you so much for sharing. I, I think, um, yes, especially in this time, COVID-19, with all the measures in place, um, 
adapting and changing, you know, has been very much 2020 sort of theme in that sense. Yeah. Uncertainty, people looking at the science, people are predicting, people are researching. Um, and decision-making, people making choices and decisions about what's what they need to do and what they shouldn't be doing. And so, you know, this question around why a PhD for you? Like, why did you want to do one in the first place? Why did, was there a specific trigger? Did, were you inspired by a certain individual, a certain topic, a certain moment in your life? Like, why did you make the decision to do a PhD? So for me, when I was about 17, I would like to say, I was the only girl in my physics class, but more importantly, my physics Oh, sorry, that again. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, why a PhD? Well, basically at school when I was about 17, my physics class was the only place where I could be curious, where we could do experiments, where we could actually learn in a hands-on way. And it was there where I started to realize I actually like being able to answer questions by doing experiments. And then basically that summer when I was 17, I was able to go to Imperial College for a summer placement um, and do basically like young research. So I became a young researcher at 17. I published a paper in the Young Scientist Journal because of the work I actually started off wow. in cancer research. Um, and so that was an interesting thing. It's definitely so different to what I do now because now I'm based with lasers. But yeah, before I used to do some cancer research um, and it was there where I was able to do these hands-on experiments and answer real questions, have data to analyze that I really realized that this is what I want to do. And so I learned from 17 that this is the, the path that I wanted to follow. And then um, obviously my field of research changed. Um, it was at the, the following year, actually. So when I was 18, um, I was taken to the Rutherford Appleton Laboratory in the UK, so near Oxford. And it was there where I saw medical physics. So I was always intrigued about like helping people, but I didn't realize that my love for maths and physics could also be a way of helping people too. And so um, I got really interested in medical imaging and then that's how I decided to do a degree in physics. And then at university, I fell in love with lasers and here I am now working with one of the most powerful lasers in the world. So that's how I kind of got into the, the field. Um, but yeah, for me, research is a, is a place where I get to answer big questions and um, I work in such a, a crazy, amazing place. Um, it's one of the, it's home to one of the largest linear particle accelerators in the world. And so it's such a cool place to do big science. And um, that is one of the reasons why I moved to the US. So I could do like bigger science and bigger research. Um, so yeah, that's how I got into doing a PhD. I can't hear you, Jalel. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's just basically there's um, trying to cancel that noise. Um, so I put my microphone on mute when I'm not speaking. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm still learning the shortcuts. Um, uh, yeah. Well, my, so my question was, um, education-wise, did you feel that this was something you were always going to do from a young age, like to come to university? Um, you know, did you feel that actually this is going to be the path you're going to be on? So no, is the is the quick answer. But so when I was about 15 or 16, so I went to a state school 
um, for those in America, that's kind of like a public school. Um, and so when I was at school, we were always told that if you come from a state school, you're not going to go to university. You like you won't have as much like training or um, money to be able to go to university like the private schools in England. And so um, I that's unfortunately true. as well on top of uh, yeah on top of that as well. Um, I actually became ill and I was out of education for two years. And so coming back from that to school meant my teachers lost all faith in my ability. And so I was told by my own head teacher at school that I would never go to university. And so that for me was such a traumatic event, um, being like basically a really good student at school and getting so, so many good grades at school and then coming back and realizing that nobody believed that I was going to achieve anything later on from that illness. And I didn't want to be defined by that illness. And so what do, what I made you, it. What do you think in that, in that, in that moment, do you think um, you, they felt like they, they, you know, they felt that you couldn't be at that level. What, what do you think in that moment? Um, I think that was really interesting think, what you just said. So I think. Yeah. Yeah. What do you so think? My personal view is I think from the outside, it looks like I've not touched a book for two years mm. and I've not been in education. So I've lost all of this information. And so I think to them, they didn't realize and they didn't stop and ask me that I was actually studying every day in the hospital that I was in. And oh, so, really? yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah <laughs> because I really, yeah. I, yeah, I know. So it was for me, I like, it was my motivation to get out. Right. It's like, I wanted to build a life. I didn't want to be defined by this. And, where I was um, hospitalized, there were so many like girls there that that were also told that you're gonna, like these are the stats. If you have this illness, you're not gonna go to university and this is the percentage of people that don't. And I did not wanna be that stat. I did not wanna be part of that statistic. And so I made it my challenge to get out. And so I, yeah, like I said, I studied every day um, for most of my time there, I wasn't actually allowed to go outside either. And so, um, yeah, I just focused on that and it was my, and so for me, studying is, is honestly um, just somewhere where I can feel safe, where I can feel in control. And so for me, studying was like a huge part of my childhood was just, it just felt like a safe place. And that's why I loved school so much. And so when I was taken out of education, it was, mm. it was awful. Um, I didn't have other students around, I lost friends. Um, and so it was quite a tough time in my life. And then on top of that, to return to school and then be told that I was never gonna go to university really hit me hard. But I think during that time, you really just have to believe in yourself because you've only got yourself, at least for me at the time, I felt like I only had myself to support me. And I had support from my parents too, of course, but most of my friends, had moved on, you know, we were 15, 16 when this happened. And so I can understand that if I'm not there, you can lose friendships that way too. Um, but luckily for me, when I when I went back to school, I just worked super hard and yeah. So I, well, funny story, I guess, is I was 0.5 points away from not doing my A-levels. So not continuing on to A-levels. So I was very lucky that I had done so well in the subjects that I could do because I didn't do all my exams for GCSEs. Mm. Um, just because GCSEs, it was- GCSEs, by the I way, the secondary qualification that happens when you're 16, transferring onto college. Um, exactly. Yeah, just for anyone. <laughs> just for anyone. Yeah, that doesn't know what that is, yes. Um, it might change in the yeah. future, you never know what they're calling in our BTECs and 
something else. Yeah, there's me. loads of yeah. yeah, loads of different things I think that you can do. Um, but yeah, so I, I I just focused. How does that make you feel? On... You think in that moment, like you're trying to you you know you've got ability inside you. You know you want to do it. You you know you really want. You, but life's circumstance, life events, things that are out of your control. Yeah. You know, how did you feel? Like, did you feel like you were losing control? Did you feel you're feeling being let down or unfair? Like, how how how, how did the impact happen? Uh, made you feel? Um, I think for me, it was I was surprised by the amount of people that completely lost faith in me. That mm. was really hard because mm. I think, like you said, like my inner belief was still there. I was quite, I think in previous times, obviously I had done well at school. And so for me, I, I was still adamant that I can do this. And so I was very lucky that I still had that energy inside me because I could have easily listened to everyone around me telling me that I'm going to fail. And so I don't know how I, I managed to stick to my inner like belief of that I can do this, but that mindset completely changed everything. And if I didn't have that mindset, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so I heavily believe that everyone should take some time out and really like put down in like I write things down in a journal of things that I've achieved or I am proud of and whenever I feel a bit sad or a bit kind of losing that confidence I always look back at that journal and I said okay I did this and I did this maybe without support or maybe I did this with support and so you do have achievements that you are proud of and being able to reflect back on that and really try and boost your inner belief really helps you through certain situations. And so I always go back to school and I say, it doesn't matter if your teacher doesn't support you or your friends don't support you or your family doesn't support you. As long as you have your inner belief and confidence in your ability, then you'll be able to do it. And I think that was very like applicable to me at school because I honestly felt like nobody was on my side. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote things down in a journal and I, helped myself through <laughs> no I think that's a lot you know it's a lot you're sharing in that in, in, in a short space of time and I think there's a lot of uh again value for listeners um I did want to touch up on um the social elements of like um, relationships um, you said that people um because people I mean that we um, you know as you know my background in psychology I'm interested in yeah. human beings mm-hmm. and yeah. uh why we do what we do that's one of the reason why I started this podcast and so um, I'm genuinely interested in why do you think people wh- why do you think people do that why do you think people stop believing you know um, this whole process of tearing people down especially at a young age it's uh, yeah I know <laughs> being, being an older adult right um, I find it now amazing looking back and thinking you know what why do people do that in that sense like why do people yeah. What do why do you think that why why people do that do you think if you were to now look back on um, it? I think for me personally it was about not knowing the full story mm-hmm. and they like I said nobody sat me down and really asked how I was and for me if my teachers had sat down and realized oh wow she is studying every day or she is putting effort in it because I think for them what they saw is I was put in this hospital and I just had to concentrate on getting better but there were so many more hours in the day like yes I was concentrating on getting better but uh, additionally I did have still a few hours in the day where I could just do my own thing and I chose to study during that time and yeah I think if if 
people actually sat down and listened. <laughs> I think that's where it was for me is like people didn't listen to me. And instead I was labeled with something. And I think when you read something like that, they just assume, okay, you need to spend 100% of your time getting better. And like, yes, okay, that does, that is part of it. But I think for me, yeah, there was just like a miscommunication of where I was at and how I was doing. And yeah, if somebody just sat down and spoke to me, I think none of it would have escalated to that level where I was told I would never go to university. So that's just my interpretation. I don't know how the psychology of the brain works, but um, that's what I, for my situation at least, yeah, if somebody asked me, <laughs> then they would have realized that I can do it. <laughs> and maybe I would have had more support from the school end. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> No, you know, I've, you know, like I said, I think it's great that you've managed to even go through the adversity in terms of like in that way and still believe in actually I can be at this level, um, even though people did not believe. And it's not, it's, it's the thing is they don't have to, but it's a nice thing, isn't it? It goes a long way. Yeah, sense, especially it? when you're at school, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you're a kid, right? 15, <laughs> 14, whenever it was, to believe that actually, no, you're not incapable you're actually fully capable of achieving your goals what, what your goals are um and i think that's a very important part of top what's the word um you know improving society and why we do what we do like it's important yeah. for people to pursue their goals but yeah. but you know in terms of like when did people start making the switch think mm, this person can do it actually like did you notice anything? Yeah. Maybe in friendships, for example, yeah. it doesn't have to be in. in yeah. 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 Okay. Let's put school teachers to one side, the adults, but they had a responsibility. How mm -hmm. about um, social interpersonal relationships? Have they changed? Have they, um, have they started believing? Oh, by the way, I think she can make it. <laughs> yeah. um, so during the time, most of my friends, well, first, didn't understand what happened to me because I was very um, secretive about it. I didn't really tell anyone what was going on. I just kind of disappeared from school and came back. Um, but being able to go back into those friendships was kind of hard. It took a few months to because I lost all the inside jokes. I lost all the like all the things that had happened in those years. And so I definitely lost all of those friends and had to build new ones or um, new friendships. And so that was really tough going back into school because I think at that age, it is so important to socialize, I think, at that age, because we're all going through our different different problems and whatever, and to have those like friendships and, and support that way is super nice. But um, yes, it took a few months, but in terms of um, friend, friends or whoever believing that I was going to achieve what I would like to achieve, um, that only came unless I achieved something. So it was only until I did like a mock test and I did really well. And then they were like, oh, okay. So you weren't just, you know, talking about it. You actually achieved it this time. And so I think, yeah, in my situation, at least it was until I had achieved it that people started believing. Um, and I guess to some people, unless there's evidence, then you don't believe it. And I guess that's a good thing too, um, is you believe from the evidence, but it would have been nice if, if somebody had supported me beforehand and been like, okay, even though you had been through this like you can still do it and I think as well I didn't see anybody else who had gone through the same situation and probably to my teachers and friends they had never seen a person 
or friend or whoever going through the same thing and so they didn't know what to expect or what would happen um and so yeah that's kind of like the situation was like until I achieved something then then it was believable but before then it wasn't look you're doing physics right I mean this is this is an exceptionally you know an area that I would I would never wander <laughs> into and I think I read anyone who's doing hot sciences um like I know some some people I know are doing um, like chem chemical um chemistry in that in there, mm -hmm. uh, chemical engineering for example, um, but to be in mm -hmm. physics right is you know what's the word it's a uh, I and I know some people who are who are uh, not familiar with it but are aware of it they said it's a really it's a it's a tough area to understand you gotta you gotta be so you know like to even to be what you're doing is is a credit to you in that sense and. I think it's, a, it's an example to others and say, all right, look, even if you're going through a situation in your life when you're younger, when you were a kid, you know, being in hospital, still reading books, still like, you know, like yeah. seeking knowledge. And but I know what you mean. Like, it's not a pleasant experience. Like when you come back in social circles and suddenly yeah. you just like a big gap, isn't it? Social conversations missing. Yeah. And yeah. Mm -hmm. it takes time for the brain to, to catch up to with, with stuff. You know, especially, you know, um, if it's a bit like someone's in a race, like in a marathon, and someone's basically taken time out while they've got an injury, they come back and you're expected to run yeah. the marathon at the same speed as everybody yeah, else. Like, how does that even work? Yeah, I will say that for me, it took until I went to university. So maybe about four years later. So about two times the, the amount of time I was spent in hospital to actually be a, be confident socially. Um, I, it was it was definitely a learning curve for me trying to get back into the social circles but also try and get, keep my career going it was it was very hard mentally I think trying to balance those two things like still trying to be well because I also had to catch up academically right so it took a while and I think you just have to be patient with yourself too and like mm. and it's okay right like nobody else had gone through the same thing so you can't compare yourself to someone that hadn't been through and your same situation and I think I did that a lot because I looked at my friends and I was like wow they can just go into a room and like talk to new people but for me it was like oh, I still need to like learn how to do this and and now I consider myself like a super extrovert like I, I love interacting with people so I completely went the other way um but yeah back in the day when I just didn't have enough exposure I guess and and experience then it was a super hard thing and I definitely was super shy back in the day um, because I felt like nobody would understand why I struggled in those situations. Um, but yeah, I think comparing yourself to a non-similar situation is super bad, but I think comparing in general can just send you down a rabbit hole. So uh, that was something I needed to learn as well, was just stop comparing and be just focus on my journey and what I've achieved and give myself like time, you know, to, to learn all of those things. And, and, I think the the journey is going to continue right it's not like yeah you know as we know in science and, and that it doesn't we, we only know part you know a bit of the story isn't it we don't know the full story of anything yeah yeah yep. yeah exactly. <laughs> isn't it? And is what would you say to other people then you know like who are might be sitting with a with a health condition um and it's consuming them and but they still are motivated to do something like how do they find 
like hope would you say like yeah. how, what would you say like how do they cling on to the fact that it's fine there's a way to adjust there's a way mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you can still live your life to to whatever potential you want to live like what would you say to them yeah. so when i was going through what i went through at 15 16 i i read loads of blog posts and for me at the time that's what i had because i didn't know any friends that were going through the same thing so for me, blog posts and stuff like that was a huge help because just reading like the same struggles that somebody else had, I also had and being able to relate to people, even if I didn't know them, you know, like it was such a great way for me to be able to be like, okay, I'm not alone in this and it's okay and be patient with yourself and it can get better. And I think that's that was something I really struggled with because I was like, am I always going to be like hard with social um situations like oh, is this going to get better can i train myself to be able to handle them better um so sharing experiences really has been a huge help and i think that's why i got into instagram in the first place and and all the other social media channels because i wanted to share my story so that somebody else that was in my same situation who mm. didn't necessarily had support could be able to see my story and be like okay i relate to that and she could do this and i think i can do that too and i think for me at that young age especially I definitely needed that because I think at that age I wasn't like I was too shy to like ask my parents and I wanted friends or my a people my age to be able to discuss that with um so yeah for me it was like blog posts and stuff like that and I think being able to share your story I couldn't when I was younger I thought it was the most terrifying thing because yeah I didn't find any other people that were going through the same thing but being able to share your story will lift so much of your like worries and stuff like that away and I think that was super important for me to be able to get stuff off my chest and realize that I'm not alone in this and that I can do it and people have done it before and so you can too and I think yeah just find belief in yourself it is hard it is a journey but being able to have that like inner self-belief will change your perspective on things completely and it was until I learned how to do that and say I can rather than I can't, um, really made a change in my life. And I think, yeah, regardless of what happens, there is always a way. And I definitely believe that, like, it might not be the straight path that somebody else would do, but don't compare yourself to somebody else. Realize that you are your own person, you are your own journey. And yeah, you will find a way. It might be, you know, loads of obstacles and stuff, but there will be a way to achieve what you want to achieve. And you, you can do it, is what I would say. Well, that's really helpful. I, um, yeah, I, I think some, this area is really underestimated and sometimes overplayed and not paid attention to the value of like, this is a process, um, you know, for example, yeah. for you is like what we call in the mental health world is bibliotherapy, reading, mm -hmm. perspective, you know, um, connecting with, with more like-minded people. We don't have to connect in person, but connecting in ideas and feelings and you know experiences isn't it like we feel less isolated and it provides your brain some sort of like capacity to find a way out or start to problem solve because i think yeah, yeah like yeah, you know like yourself I, I'm, I'm like i said it goes back to that point of like when you're younger um sitting in the hospital bed you know um or sitting up i should say you know <laughs> absorbing and consuming material um, which you were passionate about in that sense. And that hasn't changed to what you're doing now, isn't it? You're still consuming mm. 
learning about stuff. Yeah. And I think yeah, there's always there's not a straight that wasn't that was not a straight path like from where you were there to where you are today, sitting in your lap. In what's the word in election night, election result night in America. Can you see? It's it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Time and yeah. space, time and space, isn't it? Well, you should know, yeah. isn't it? You're, you're in physics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 weird, like you know, um, like how the you know human energy um, and our being in, in in it's like it's bendable, like it bends over space and time. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> probably like the, that. <laughs> that's probably the scientists in us, right? Social science, yeah. physical science. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an area that I find fascinating, like how the variables are changing, and nothing's constant, you know. Um, yes. And so, if you think that you want to do something, whatever you want to do with your life and your choices, just remember that it's one hundred percent possible. But right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take it from scientists, right? But no, I mean, I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for joining in on this podcast and um you know if so if people want to find more about your work because you're on instagram right what, what, what do they do and where do they go and what's the um uh, the, the the username they should follow um so my main username is girl in a physics world so put underscores in between the words um so instagram is my main thing but you could also go to my website so mariamberbusha.weebly.com so i think we'll write it on the screen because my 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 surname is is a problem to write <laughs> um and so yeah you can go to my website find out more about what i do and yeah i try and share my story be you know as raw as i feel comfortable being and yeah just like start a conversation with me if you want to ask any questions i'm i'm so open about having a conversation um and hopefully i can be that inspiration for you because i definitely looked up to so many people when i was growing up um, and now social media is such a beautiful place to share stories, support each other. And we've built like a community on Instagram as well to, to help support other like women in, in, in physics or just people in STEM in general. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a great place. And so let's start a conversation. <laughs> well, I, th- I think you're right. I think, you know, this is what I mean. Social media doesn't have to be a place of negativity. There's a place of creativity, support um, and, and, and a wave to help help people right help and help ourselves um so it's, it's like how you use the tool isn't it um yeah exactly and, and connecting with like-minded people who also want to help people and understand things is is a good thing to do so it's always uh, you know really how you use the tool now you said um about your surname so what's your background then just for the listeners you, <laughs> um so my parents are from algeria in north africa but they moved to England before I was born. And then I was born in England. And then I moved to the US two years ago. So <laughs> that's the story. <laughs> it's it's almost like to the, it's, it's telling a story, isn't it? Like, you know, the whole generation in it, in that sense. Like, you know, who's who, who knows where you're going to go next in that sense. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I mean about human energy or human uh, spiritual energy. It moves, it travels over time with space and time in that sense, who we are. And what we're trying to sell the world and what we're trying to share um no thank you for so much for sharing that now then before i go then um or before we go for the end of the podcast mm-hmm. it's i'm sure the, the the listeners will uh and and the viewers are going to put this on video as well um the i normally ask guests um 
to leave a few words. You've said any lots of motivational stuff anyway, um, but you ultimately have the last word on the podcast. <laughs> and then I basically hand the mic over to you. And then I stop. Once you've stopped um, talking, I um, or sharing, I should say, I stop the uh, I stop recording, and then that will be the end of the podcast. So over to you, Miriam. Well, I just want to say thank you so much, Jalal, for having me on the podcast. This was so much fun. Um, and yeah, guys, watch all the other episodes too. Um, but as a last word, I would say, and I always say this to, this is on my website, but you are all stars. You just have to initiate that fusion. So meaning um, you have a goal and you want to achieve it. You just have to start from day one, um, put your mind onto that goal. And you can achieve it. Even if it's not a straight path, you will get there. So you can do it. Available on all podcast platforms. This is the Psychology Cast, the podcast that interviews unique individuals on why they do what they do.